You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It's your boy, your host, Sosa Kermenges. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is sponsored by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to your Thursday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. We are officially in free agency week. We are almost all the way through the first week of free agency, and we are technically firmly into the new league year after Wednesday. That was the official first day of the new league year. The Rams are finally going to announce the Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff trade on Thursday afternoon at some point. I'm not really sure why both teams decided to wait for Thursday, but that was the way they did it, and that's ultimately when both teams are going to announce it. So enjoy that today, Rams fans. But there have been plenty of updates for me to provide you guys with when it comes to some trades, some Rams free agents that got signed in certain places, a Leonard Floyd update to his contract, and I want to give you guys a projected compensatory pick update in the final segment. So we're going to get through all of that stuff in today's episode. There's plenty to talk about and not that much time. So we're going to dive right into it. And the most important news that we did not get to touch on on yesterday's episode because it happened right after I released the episode. Terrible timing, but the Los Angeles Rams have traded veteran defensive tackle Michael Brockers to the Detroit Lions in exchange for a 2023 7th round pick. I mean, the compensation is pretty much non-existent, and that makes sense because Brockers didn't really have all that much value in terms of trade compensation. Now, this is basically just a salary dump for the Los Angeles Rams. They moved Brockers to Detroit. Obviously, their new GM, Brad Holmes, was formerly with the Rams. They have another member in the front office in Ray Agnew, who was also with the Rams in a scouting type of role. And not only that, but they also have Aubrey Pleasant there, a former Rams cornerbacks coach. So a lot of familiarity with Brockers. And ultimately, this move clears $6.2 million for the Rams on the cap. Now, it makes sense because they did have some redundant talents on the depth chart on the roster. We talked about it many times on the podcast. Sebastian Joseph Day is a true rising star in the NFL. One of the best run stuffers in football right now. Arguably the most efficient run stuffer in football. PFF's stats back that up. And he needs to start next year. So the Rams had to find a way to get him onto the field. And not only that, but they signed Deshaun Robinson last offseason. They have Greg Gaines, who they drafted on day three of the draft a few seasons ago. And they had the leftover Brockers, who had by far the biggest salary. And that's why the Rams elected to move him. There was news that they actually approached him for a pay cut and he refused. And for whatever reason, you know, he wanted to stick with his current pay, which makes sense. Obviously, a guy wants to get paid as much as they possibly can. And the Rams decided that it was best to just move on. And now the Lions are getting a solid run stuffer, a guy who can still push the pocket a little bit as a pass rusher. And the Rams are going to move forward with guys like Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Greg Gaines. They still have plenty of talent at that defensive tackle position behind the great Aaron Donald, which we know is always going to be the number one guy when it comes to that spot. So best of luck to Michael Brockers. He's been with the Rams since 2012, a former first round draft pick, a former top 15 draft pick of the St. Louis Rams, not even the Los Angeles Rams. 
went through it all with the Rams, actually left last year, signed a deal with the Baltimore Ravens, failed a physical, went back to the free agent market, and then worked out a deal to return with the Rams. So that was cool. But, you know, a great, great career in horns for Brockers. You can't understate what he meant to the team, the leadership, the locker room, the relationships he built, the stuff he did off the field in the community. Hats off to Michael Brockers, a legendary career for the Rams. I think he's going to retire as a Ram one day. And ultimately, you know, he's going to go usher in a new era of football in Detroit. He is not the only Ram on the move. Gerald Everett, former tight end of the Los Angeles Rams, has also signed somewhere else in free agency. And he actually, like Samson Ebukam, is going to a divisional rival in the Seattle Seahawks. Gerald Everett has signed a one-year deal worth up to $7 million with $6 million guaranteed to join the Seattle Seahawks. And I love that fit for the Seahawks. I love that fit for Everett as well. He should be the unquestioned tight end one there. He's obviously going to get a chance to catch passes from a very good quarterback like Russell Wilson. And not only that, but I think they're going to do a decent job at utilizing his athleticism. Now, it's obviously a loss for the Rams, but we expected this. We knew that this was going to likely be the case. Gerald Everett had that cryptic Instagram post that we talked about in yesterday's episode. Not only that, but they drafted Bryson Hopkins in the fourth round last year. They were bracing for this. The Rams have Tyler Higbee. They're going to be fine at the tight end spot. And this is a large upgrade for the Seahawks, in my opinion. I think they're going to thoroughly enjoy getting a guy like Gerald Everett. Now, it is only a one-year deal, but it does ultimately mean the Rams are going to have to continue to move forward with some of the losses that they keep incurring. We've seen a boatload of guys leave the team now, and they are slowly starting to stack up some of those projected compensatory picks in next year's draft, but that is something we're going to talk about in the final segment of this episode. Moving into the next segment, we are going to talk about Leonard Floyd's updated deal we're going to share some contract details that we finally got on his big four-year, $64 million re-signing, as well as an updated free agent list of guys that I think could very well still be in play for the Rams, or at least should be considerations for the Rams moving forward. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBsMEP, and you can find the page at LockedOnRams. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. We know how important it is to support family-owned businesses, as always, but especially right now with this COVID stuff that's going on in our world. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, just go check out Rock Auto. Go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's a never-ending list. And I promise you, if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. We've been telling you about the Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best with their Built Bar Madness Style Tournament. For today's battle, you have the Salted Caramel Bar and the Cookie Dough Chunk going against each other. And this is a battle between two heavyweights in my opinion. I would probably have to side with the Cookie Dough Chunk. But man, this is a very tough one to decide in my opinion. You have so many delicious flavors and the best texture of any protein bar that I've ever tried in my life. And all you've got to do to vote is go to their website at builtbar.com or to their twitter at built underscore bar and remember to use the promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your next order 
That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Betting on the Los Angeles Rams doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Thursday edition of the Locked on Rams podcast. We are firmly entrenched in free agency week in the NFL and things are getting super fun, not just for the Rams, but for every team in the NFL. I'm a genuine NFL fan, so it's really fun to see all these players get to move around, get new homes, get the money that they deserve. It's always great to see. And one of the Rams that actually got a hefty, hefty price tag, a big time deal just a day or two ago was edge rusher Leonard Floyd. And you got to take your hat off for a guy like Floyd. He gets his fifth year option denied off his rookie contract with the Chicago Bears. They eventually cut him, let him go. Floyd signs a one-year deal, bets on himself with the Rams, and then has a tremendous season in 2020 playing next to, surprise, surprise, number 99, Aaron Donald. That shouldn't shock anybody. And Floyd ultimately bags it in, cashes in huge this offseason, signing a four-year, $64 million deal with the Rams. And we finally have some numbers to help actually provide us some context as to what kind of deal he actually signed with the Rams. And so the numbers finally came out. And according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, it is a four-year, $64 million deal with $32.5 million in fully guaranteed money at signing. And so I'm going to break it down year by year in terms of what Floyd is going to cost against the salary cap and what the dead cap would be if the Rams ultimately cut him. So in this season, 2021, Floyd is going to count $5.5 million against the cap and the dead cap would be $32.5 million. So obviously not an option. 2022 counts $20 million against the cap with dead cap of $27 million. So again, pretty safe to say that Floyd is going to be with the Rams for at least two seasons. 2023, $19 million against the cap dead cap of $7 million, and 2024, $19.5 million against the cap, and dead money only $3.5 million. So it's probably fair to say that Floyd is at least going to be with the Rams for two more seasons and could have a chance at actually being with the team for three seasons, but I don't think it's very likely that he does see the end of this deal. Now, it is a solid deal for the Rams. They don't take on a lot of money in terms of the cap number this year, and Obviously, they needed it to be small with how deep in the hole they were in the salary cap hole, but things are looking okay for the Rams right now. They are out of the salary cap hole. They are cap compliant like every other team is in the NFL. As far as I know thus far, they had to be by Wednesday afternoon, and the Rams with restructures and all these different things finally were able to become cap compliant after starting this offseason at like negative 33, negative 34 million dollars. Obviously, that was a tremendous amount that really seemed daunting at first, but things obviously leveled out pretty quickly for the Rams. And now they have a little bit of money if they want to in terms of actually having some leftover restructures potentially, or even depending on how much they are under the cap to go out in the free agent market and potentially add one, maybe two guys, maybe even three guys, who knows how much they really want to actually go out of house and try to replace some certain departed talent the ability to actually go out and add some guys. So we're going to run through some names that intrigue me in terms of guys that I would like to see the Rams at least poke around on, maybe add, I don't know, but there are at least a handful of names still out there that I think could prove to be very worthy for the Rams, whether that be 
a big money deal or something small, a prove-it deal, one-year deal, whatever the case may be. We'll start with the offensive guys, and I do think that tight end Delaney Walker would be a very nice option for the Rams as a tight end, too. Now, he didn't play last year. He would not count against the compensatory pick formula. A very, very true veteran of this game. I think he's 36 years old. Great blocker. Still a good receiver. That is pretty much the only guy that interests me at the tight end spot. I don't think the Rams are going to be in play for any skill position. So that takes us to the offensive line. And the two names that really intrigue me there are both guards by coincidence. Guards Trey Turner and Larry Warford. I talked about these guys many times. Trey Turner was actually cut just a few days ago. Larry Warford cut last offseason. Hasn't played football in a year. Both guys are former pro bowlers. I think Trey Turner is a former five-time pro bowler where Warford was a two or three-time pro bowler. Both guys would instantly come into the Rams, instantly improve their passing game by pass protection, instantly improve the running game, creating big holes in the running game. And not only that, but make Matthew Stafford's life easier. We also talked about Warford having the connection with Stafford from their four years together in Detroit. So Those are some names that I really like across the offensive line if the Rams ultimately do want to look at trying to improve that unit up front, and they may be inclined to do so if they lose a guy like Austin Blythe to free agency. Now, flipping to the other side of the ball, I would still like to see the Rams address that pass rush. A guy that I've mentioned many times on here, Melvin Ingram, the edge rusher, he would be an absolute home run addition. I would love to see him added to the team. He and Leonard Floyd would prove to be One of the better edge rushing units in the league, never mind having Aaron Donald sandwich in between those guys. That would be a huge, huge upgrade for the Rams. Another name that I like at the edge spot that I think may be an option for the Rams only because he could be ring chasing at this point in time. And there is obviously the connections from Washington with Sean McVay as well as Raheem Morris is Ryan Kerrigan, a veteran of the game, 32, 33 years old on the downside, the decline of his career. But I still think he could come into the team, provide you six to eight sacks, be a designated pass rusher, probably scale back his snaps a little bit because you don't want him playing 60, 70 snaps a game. But at the end of the day, I still think he could come in, prove to be a nice veteran voice, try and help replace some of that leadership loss from guys like Michael Brockers, but at the same time, also bring a little bit of juice to that pass rush. Moving on to the secondary, I'd still like to see the Rams actually look at the cornerback spot, especially if Troy Hill does walk in free agency. That would put them in a position to have to fill that nickel spot, whether it be with guys on the roster like Dante Dion or a David Long Jr. or even a corner slash safety like Terrell Burgess, or they could look outside of the building and look to bring someone in. And some names that I like at the cornerback spot, veteran Casey Hayward, 32 years old, just recently cut by the Los Angeles Chargers. He might be a little bit out of the price range, but he would be a home run addition. I look at guys like Brian Poole, formerly of the New York Jets, a 29-year-old, also played in Atlanta, so he does have a little bit of connections with some of the coaching staff there. And then the last name, I think, one name that a lot of Rams fans and probably USC fans like because of the crossover there from the California stuff is Adoree Jackson, just recently cut by the Tennessee Titans, 25, 26 years old, a guy who can also return punts, a dangerous return man, and a very productive corner when he's healthy. Now, that is the biggest key. Is he healthy? Can he stay healthy? But at the end of the day, Adoree Jackson grew up a Rams fan. He actually said pre-draft that he would love to play for his hometown, Los Angeles Rams. So that'd be a cool addition, I think. You slide him in into the nickel spot and plug and play another corner into the best secondary in football. And the best part about all of that is 
is that Jackson would not count against the comp pick formula because he was cut by the Tennessee Titans. And we are going to provide you guys with an update in the final segment after the break on the projected compensatory picks that the Rams are likely going to receive heading into the 2022 NFL Draft. And while we've got you, make sure to keep checking back in with us every day here at the Locked On Rams podcast while we continue to update you with everything related to the Los Angeles Rams during free agency week. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Just go ahead to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment of this Thursday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around this long and making it to the end of the episode, or at least to the final segment here. And I mentioned prior to the break that we are going to give you guys an update on the compensatory picks that the Rams are projected to receive heading into next year. Now, it is a little bit early. Obviously, the Rams still have a boatload of free agents that could be swapped up from different teams. We're talking guys like wide receiver Josh Reynolds, as well as center Austin Blythe, cornerback Troy Hill, guys that could legitimately be viewed as starters by other teams, could be paid as such. And obviously, if they are paid like that, well, then they could also be in line to get the Rams some either better compensatory picks or different compensatory picks. So we are going to dive into it here. To preface all of this is that an NFL team is only allowed four compensatory picks at maximum. Now, I think that may be a little bit of a glitch in the system because that was prior to the NFL actually handing out compensatory picks for minority hirings. And the Rams obviously lost Brad Holmes to the Detroit Lions. So they did get a third round compensatory pick this year and a third round comp pick next year. And that I don't think actually counts towards the maximum of four picks. I think that's only related to actual player losses. So the Rams might actually be the first team in NFL history to get five comp picks. And I don't think you can actually get more than four from a player or, you know, however many you get from a front office loss. So the Rams are projected five right now, one of which is from Brad Holmes, the third round pick next year, as well as one this year. And then the remaining four are for the four losses that they've had thus far. A fourth round pick for John Johnson, the safety who went to the Cleveland Browns and got paid handsomely, which is why he's projected a fourth round pick. And then three sixth round picks for the losses of Samson Ebukam, who signed with the San Francisco 49ers, Gerald Everett, who signed with the Seattle Seahawks, and Morgan Fox, the name that we actually forgot to touch on in the first few segments, he did sign with the Carolina Panthers as well. Now, Fox signed a two-year deal worth $8.1 million and $7 million guaranteed with the Carolina Panthers. So that is another loss for the Rams and more depth being snatched away from that defensive line. But Morgan Fox earned that with a six-sack season, a career high last year in limited time, in limited playing time. This was a guy who was a sub-package rusher and still managed that productive of a season. That's a huge get for him and a huge get for the Panthers. Obviously, hopefully he can actually expand his playing time there, maybe even 
you know, play some third rotation snaps, maybe even start some games. I hope that's the case for him. He's definitely earned it. And the Rams are now in a good spot to actually reload their next year's draft with so many comp picks. I think they could be the first team in NFL history in position to actually get five. Now, we might need clarification on that. Like I said, it may still be a maximum of four, but I don't think that the front office compensatory picks are actually in the same let's call it bucket or, you know, related to player losses because you can sign players. And when you sign players that are unrestricted free agents, they go against the comp pick formula. So if the Rams sign for free agents right now, they would basically cancel out their projected player comp picks. But if they signed a fifth player, that would not actually cancel out their front office comp picks. So they aren't exactly in the same boat, though they are all considered comp picks. So I think that's why the Rams may be able to actually get five, as well as every other NFL team, but why the Rams are the only team currently slated to actually get five. And that would be funny because they would be the first NFL team to ever get five. But again, it speaks to just how good this front office, this roster is. They do a better job, I think, than any NFL franchise at getting coaches hired across the league, getting them better jobs getting them head coaching opportunities, as well as getting their players paid. We've seen it for so many years now, dating back to guys like Rodney McLeod, Janoris Jenkins, Trumaine Johnson, Roger Saffold, Michael Brockers last year. So many guys that leave this team get paid, and the Rams always find a way to re-up and replace these guys with their mid-round picks, their compensatory picks, or their trades for veterans who ultimately come to LA or, you know, back in the day, St. Louis, and just perform as intended. The Rams do a great job at doing that, probably a better job than any team in the NFL, and that's why they're consistently reloading, making good use of their comp picks, finding a way to bolster that roster, and I think they're going to be able to do that once again this offseason, going into the draft, finishing up free agency, and then again in next year's draft with the comp picks that they are projected to get once again, which does seem like one of the all-time hauls in NFL history. That is all we got for you guys on this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. You guys know the deal. I appreciate you, as always, for sticking around to the end. And I appreciate you guys for coming back. And make sure to keep coming back with us here at the Locked on Rams podcast. We're going to continue to keep you guys updated with what's going on with the Rams free agents, what they may be doing in the free agent market, as well as everything else across the NFL. So make sure to keep tuning back in daily here at the Locked on Rams pod. And just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBZMEP, and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.